Welcome to Two Girls, One Server. I'm just filling space because you're supposed to be shit here eventually. <laughs> Unenthusiastic podcast. I'm Belle. That's Baz. <laughs> we love you, and we love this, but we kind of hate life right now. At least I do. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate life. I just am mm, a desensitized. No, not even. I am numb <laughs> right now, which is a good thing. I need to be. I just. Uh, I'm not super animated today. <laughs> so i mean hey maybe this is the episode people need you know checking my wine teeth yeah i was wondering what you were doing i thought you were it's it's a day for wine okay (laughs) i thought you were trying to like tell me to stop like oh no (laughs) i was like what did i say (laughs) no i just noticed that like in my the shadow it makes my teeth look very very red but it's just a shadow um Mm. yeah and you're well lit today yeah, I've decided that, um, well, I was playing around with this because I thought I might stream today if we didn't end up recording, and mm-hmm. I was like, eh, maybe I'll just play with the actual lighting in my apartment today, so I am well lit, and I, I thought it would bring context to the I exist without my consent t-shirt I have on. Um, Which also notice that Belle has also given up on wearing lingerie. <laughs> Listen, today <laughs> was not the day. <laughs> I, I feel you. <laughs> I I almost showed up in like sportswear because I was gonna try and work out, but I did not. So yeah, the yeah, I exist without my consent shirt that I ripped up. Perfect. Um, I guess we need a little recap. It's been kind of a bit since we've recorded, so I guess I guess we should. I mean, it hasn't been a bit. I don't know. Just in my brain, <laughs> there's been a lot that's happened between. It's been we're we're recording before. later than we normally do, but we're still on. Yeah. Like, yeah. technically? I just feel like, I guess it just feels like a lot has happened. Um, but I'll, I'll update if you want to update. I don't care if one of us goes first. Just you go, for... please. Okay. I'm going to drink more wine. Great. I should have poured. I totally didn't even pour myself. I was on a phone call before this that I had to take, and I just, like, quickly jumped on here, and I did not even think about booze. Um, but, uh, well, it funny news i decided it's kind of chilly here tonight it's raining nice um and i was like you know what i kind of want a fire why not so i lit a fire and i ordered indian food i was eating it lovely fire i had to poop 
so I went in the other room, poop, and I came back, and my entire house was just, like, upstairs was full of smoke. And I guess, like, the grate wasn't turned correct. Like, the, it was, like, really aggressive, like, smoke smoking, and it was, like, coming out of the fireplace as much as it was going up the flue. Um, but, like, none of it wasn't downstairs because smoke rises, and my, I guess my fire alarm, well, there is a fire alarm upstairs. Let's Not a very good one, up. apparently. No, it was very smoky, so I had to, like, open the- You should check the batteries. Well, I just bought them. So I don't know. The one downstairs definitely went off because I was cooking the other day and it went off. Now I'm thinking about that. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, Sabine was passed out. And I was like, what if she's like dead from smoke inhalation? So I was like shaking my dog. The whole house was like super smoky. It was kind of funny. Um, but it was very, it felt very old school. I was like, oh, it's like I'm living in the, I've been watching Outlander. I'm like dying to just like live in I just in started another... watching Outlander too. <laughs> Wait, really? Yeah. I was like needing something that like took me back in time and made me feel romantic and fulfilled. I'm on season. I just started season three though. I might be ahead of you. Yeah, you're way ahead of me. I'm. I'm still okay. in season one. I was watching it oh. at work, and then I realized that um some scenes are literally porn. Uh, uh, so yeah. <laughs> did not want to be Dude, caught with that at work. <laughs> I should probably. I. I will warn. Like it gets worse than just porn. Like there is season one ends like. There's some really graphic content, like disturbing. Like I think they do a really good job of like addressing like critical issues and stuff like that. But there's some real disturbing stuff that happens that I was like, whoa. So just be warned. Got it. We'll talk. Maybe next podcast we'll talk about if you've gotten it there. But it is such a good show. Like, dude, it's so well done. And I thought for a while there, I thought it was some like romantic, like like women who aren't fulfilled by their lives watch this and it makes them feel happy and it's like no it's like a war sh like it's about like historical warfare and like it's got like some romance intertwined like it's crazy it's a really good if you're looking for a good show i actually do recommend it it's well done the first season um, is definitely um romance novel vibes but it's yes. it's still like it still gives the vibe of like historically accurate if that makes and sense. it just yeah. gets worse <laughs> Um, but anyway, that's that's so funny that you and I both started watching Outlander. <laughs> <laughs> we were telepathic, Weird. I swear. Yeah, we really are. Um, anyway, I was like smoked out of my. I was upstairs with a fire and smoky, and I, and I was watching Outlander, and I was like, oh, this is this is the right vibe. Um, but in terms of life updates, uh. <laughs> um nothing nothing crazy i just uh i was I, I as you guys may have figured out from the little tidbits about my life i was dating someone and then i realized it just wasn't right for me not that they were bad in any capacity we just had different dating styles and not only that but i made the mistake of meeting with a few mentors because i was feeling directionless directionless in life and they were like ariel you're meant for more you need to you should really be thinking about like what your goals are and what you want to do and i was like damn if they aren't right I spend so much time thinking about my significant other and other people in my life. And I stop and I never stop to think about like focusing enough on me that I actually have the time and energy to start becoming the person I want to be. I'm just having an existential crisis that I think everybody has like every, I mean, maybe not. I think generally people have one of these like every six months. Right. Um, and maybe it just happens. Yeah, and also maybe it happens, like, more closer together as you get older, because you're becoming more and more concerned with this stuff. But anyway, they just reminded me, they're like, you get bored easily, you want to do more, right? Like, you, you have, like, you have goals. They kept telling me, like, and it was really nice. They were like, you're a brilliant person, like, you, you are going to do great things, you just have to focus 
on what you have figured out and they're not wrong. So anyway, it was just like kind of a wake up call. And it's not that I didn't want to date this person or I didn't care about them a lot. It was just like, I can't do this right now, especially considering there were some things that I felt like we were mismatched. We could have worked on, but like, I just don't have the energy or time to work on stuff right now. I need to just, I need to love me. I need to take care of me. So, excuse me. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And then I kind of went on like a little bender this week and just like took off on some like fun little short trips and stuff and like did some stuff with my dog and all that and some and like hung out with some people and like got to know like like I don't know just like got my creative juices flowing realized again like just as quickly as I broke up with someone again like realized like I just cannot commit to anybody right now like I just had like these realizations that like I am not in a place to like take care of another human being and uh now we're here so oh and in and during all of that I got a job offer negotiated my salary at my current position got them to got them to match me and keep me however (laughs) I don't really want to still be working there. So I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but at least I got a salary increase. Um, But I'm also trapped there because if I try to move into any other career field, I'll have to take a significant pay cut. So like, I just have to start really, my life, I just have to really start figuring it out. Guys, I think I'm really going to start like working on like some very, I'm actually thinking about, this is like the Babs Rambles podcast. Okay, it'll be me next time or next. (laughs) Yeah. I think I uh I think I'm looking into like some computer science stuff. I might do like some coding like boot camps, like certificates and stuff like that. Get into some like design stuff for graphic design. And I'm I actually went today to the art store and I bought a bunch of stuff to like really start working on my oil painting again. Like I'm really just fo- trying to focus in on my creative side. Um and I really I just I'm trying to figure out what I want from streaming and my OnlyFans and stuff. Like, what do I want? Because I need to be more consistent if I wanted to be something. It's just figuring out what my what my angle is and, like, if it will benefit my long-term goals. So I'm just, like, I'm at, like, a – I'm at a crossroads. I'm at – I'm on a – I'm at a crossroads that's also at a precipice. The roads – the roads have, have met, but they're on a cliff. <laughs> and I have to build a bridge and – or jump. Either way – it's time to take some risks and I got to figure that out. So I, uh, I sit here before you all confused and tired, but, uh, but, hopeful, but, but hopeful. Yeah. But ready, ready, ready. I think just, yeah, just, just tired, just re- ready. I do have this week off of work and it's been really helpful. So I'm just like resetting, but Yeah. You? (laughs) Yeah. No, I like literally, I told Belle before we started the podcast, I was like, I don't think I'm going to, like, I don't know. I don't know how much I can emote today, like, give (laughs) to you all. So I apologize if I'm more dull than usual. I just, you know. No, that's good. I am going through existential crises of my own. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like my whole life has been an existential crisis, but we're going to move right past that. Um, I, I've just, I've been struggling. I've been struggling lately and it's, it's frustrating for me because by all outside perspectives on paper, by the book, I have a pretty freaking awesome life. Like I'm, I'm very privileged. I am 
pretty okay looking. I have a variety of love in my life. I have a, well, decently paying job for somebody my age. I live alone. I am stable. So it seems. <laughs> um, stable IRL, <laughs> but not in my head. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just, I, I think that when I was a little girl, I had this, like, fantasy that when all these things fell into place when I had control over my life um it, I would feel like a person <laughs> mm-hmm. and I have moments of it I come through and I'm like wow I really I remember I and Anki has actually been a huge huge help with that lately um honestly that man has made me cry more times than he can count in a good way um Shout out to Enki, we love him. <laughs> but, like, he's he's helped me re- rediscover some of the things that I used to love when I was younger that I put on the back burner because I had to be practical and I had to be focused and I had to be something. And now I'm struggling because I am underperforming at work and I know I'm underperforming at work and I can't bring myself to do better. I feel that that's how I've been with work too. Like, I just don't, I know I'm not working at my greatest and I, and I come home, I, no matter what I do, I can't. Yeah. And I work, come home and I'm exhausted for no reason. And mm-hmm. I, there's like, I've been dealing with these like walls in my head that it literally feels like walls. Like I get excited about something or I, I, touch on something in my thoughts that isn't just anxiety and self-hatred and a wall goes up um and it's been like bad because at work like I've been I've been making mistakes that are getting noticed and I am noticing them myself and I'm just not like getting the concepts like I feel like I should Mm -hmm. um that's something I've always struggled with. I either, like, get too detailed or not detailed enough. Like, I miss the little things because I'm thinking too much about the big picture because – and then I get overwhelmed by the big picture and I can't, like, focus in. And I don't have that drive in this job to do better. I don't have <laughs> – any Same. sort of passion in this job exactly to do I, this is not what i want to do i hate it <laughs> like get me out of here <laughs> but i have to pay bills so but then i sit and i think with myself it's not just that i have to pay bills it's if i didn't have the this what would i do mm-hmm. like i don't i i don't have big dreams i don't have not anymore my my big dream was to be happy um working on it <laughs> like um when i was little oh my god i had some ideas but i i practicality has outweighed those in so many different ways and i'm so discouraging for myself like i've lost the ability to practice because mm-hmm. i get so down on myself about any time I try something and it's terrible because it's going to start off terrible because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. But I am like mad at myself for some reason for not having that thing that clicks that I just understand that I 
And I'm surrounded by so many people who are very smart and have very good memories and are able to retain all that knowledge. And I am not. It's even if I understand a concept in a moment, I don't retain it very well. If you ask me about it two days later, I'm going to tell you that I remember having the conversation because I do. And I remember getting it in that moment. But if you asked me to explain it to you, I wouldn't be able to. It's affecting a lot of things in my life, a lot of my mental state, because I don't feel worthy, I guess. And I'm unable to be present because of it. I'm just disassociating all the time. And then you just get, like, all the little things in life that pile up that are, like, not even that bad, but they just weigh on you, you know? Yeah. Like, my apartment's dirty and I need to clean it and I my plans that I had this week fell through and I have to rearrange my schedule and I don't I left this thing uh in an area that's like 45 minutes away and I have to go get that and I the one that killed me today that sent me over the edge and I called Anki bawling which frankly this one I think is a little understandable but um so for those of you who have kept up even a little bit. Um, Anki and I are into isopods. Mostly Anki, though he's gotten me deep down the rabbit hole and we're starting a whole thing. Um, but I fell in love with this species called, uh, they're Cubaris and their, um, their like colloquial name is Opals, which is my birthstone. So I was like, oh, they're so beautiful and I've always wanted them ever since, I, well, always wanted them. I've wanted them since I found them. Um, but they were expensive and I couldn't justify it. And then I found somebody who was selling them because they were rare. And I was like, I just got to do it. So I'm going to do it. And I did it even though it was a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, I was I had a shit day today. Like, I just felt bad about myself. I felt bad about my work. I had a conversation with my boss that didn't sit well with me. And I came home and I was so excited because my pods were here. And I open the container, and I'm gonna cry oh, again. Oh no! They're all, all dead, <laughs> every single one of them. And it happens. It happens with isopods. Unfortunately, that's the thing. When it comes to shipping any sort of animal or bug, like if the conditions are not right, it happens. And I'm gonna get new ones. But I just felt so bad. I felt evil almost in a moment because I'm like, I killed these creatures. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Um, but it just culminated, you know? It just culminated. Oh, yeah. And it's sitting rough. And that's yeah. where I've been lately. Yeah. Just battling Ugh. with that, like, wall in my head that goes up and the, like, guilt that I feel for being so privileged but still being so unhappy. Yeah. Wait, so just to clarify, you can't, you can't replace them. I can. I can replace them. But, like, not but for free, I guess I mean, like... No, the I contacted the seller. It was, uh, unfortunately, a mistake on his end. Um, ironically enough, he's in Philly. Oh. Um, and in Philly, it's cold as fuck right now. In California, mm. it is not cold as fuck right now. Um, mm. And he put a heating thing in there for them so that they oh. would stay warm in Philly and he put it in the wrong location for one, and for two, he sent it to California, where it is not so they hot. Got, they got they got baked. Yeah. 
So, uh, it was was very unfortunate. I have, um, little tiny lobster rolls now. (laughs) Give them a little burial. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm sorry, Belle. I know that that, that's, like, the worst feeling. (laughs) It was just, like, it's not. These little tiny bugs that are just, like, making me want to, like, sob. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I would be sobbing, too. I think that... I was just saying... Or, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go. No, no, no. Go. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this talk. <laughs> no, I just... I, I I, think that a part of me instinctively wants to, like, not release this episode because I'm all emotional and raw and crying and, like, weird. And But another part of me thinks that it's kind of important. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Because this isn't always just, like, a fun, lighthearted thing that we do. I think the point of this podcast is to be, like, real with each other and communicate with each other across the country over the internet. So if that means we're having a shitty fucking week or two, it's better to talk about that. And I think the people who do listen to us, and I'm sure we'll hear and find out for sure in our Discord, but I think people who listen do like to feel like they can relate or talk about the topics and, and engage with it. And this is definitely real stuff that people deal with. Um. And I was just, it's funny because I, I, I mean, I already said this to you, but like I was just saying to Belle in a message because we were talking about the way we both think. And I was like, if I could get like a fucking wish, like a single wish, I'd be like, I would wish that Belle and I could keep our empathetic natures, but literally not have to like think the way we do because it's brutal. It, it really is like, I don't think that there are two people who overthink in such a, a, a deeply caring ignoring our own needs to a fault capacity that like kind of destroys us and also leaves us feeling like like shells and like invisible and non-existent um and it's funny because you mentioned happiness and i was thinking about this a lot this last couple days and i think I, i think i definitely are i think i may have hit my happiest points like, I think I already did the things that made me happiest, like archaeology and, like, my digs and stuff like that. And I also was realizing, too, that, like, I've never – I thought – I was thinking about it deeply, and I was like, I've never actually been, like, consistently happy. Like, I realized that, like, a lot of people exist, like, relatively happy, and they have bad times. Or, like, or like are general – or, like, when they're sad, it's, like – It's, like – It's an event. It's an event. I don't think I've – I, I was thinking about, I was like, I don't remember ever existing in, like, a happy space. Like, I've never been happy. I don't know. And I realized I have no idea what that means. Like, I have moments of happiness and, like, and like enjoy things and, and, and things bring, and, like, things bring me joy and happiness. Events bring me joy and happiness. But I've never, ex- I don't know what, I don't know what happiness, I don't know what living consistently positively is. It's like, I just don't, I have no concept of that. Like, I don't know if it's skewed because of my own experiences or if it's just something I didn't realize until this point in my life. Um, And I had a conversation with a friend about this once, but I realized that the idea of constant happiness is unrealistic. It's not possible to be constantly happy. Um, It goes back to what we talked about last week. Things happen, everything. The goal is to be mostly content leaning towards happy i guess i don't even know what that is and i i've gone through periods 
where I am. And that's what frustrates me the most, I think, is that I know what it can feel like, but there's it's it's almost like I, I'm blocking myself from it. And I don't yeah. know what's stopping me. I don't know what's yeah. holding me back. I don't know why I am always kept in this negative self cycle. Like I've mm-hmm. actually started like Googling and stuff about like the concept of narcissism, but not in a like self important way and a self deprecating mm-hmm. way. Like mm-hmm. the idea that like I don't have the space for thoughts about animals and hobbies and things because all I can think about is what I've done that day, what I'm doing the next day, what I've done the previous day, and how I can do all those things better. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I literally won't do something if I feel like I don't. Like, I'll be like, oh, I only have two hours left in my day. I'll have to do this tomorrow and do a smaller task today. And then I end up not doing the thing. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I'm ruled by my incapacity to do things and my capa- and my and, and then my self-deprecation because I couldn't do things mm-hmm. <laughs> like I and it's just weird because like I I truly I, I yeah I've had content moments I definitely have and I know what contentment is but I, I have no I, I and I think I tell myself this more often just to like remind myself like I'm like you know, and it goes back to what we talked about last week like Life is the majority, like, it struggles. Like, that's why you recognize good times. Like, you struggle consistent. Like, life is, like, no one is, ever has a perfect life. Even the wealthiest fucking people, like, your life is ups and downs. Like, once you figure it out, you're still going to have shit happen. You know, you could make 100000 like, whatever, 6K, six-figure salary, whatever, have everything you want, have the perfect life, all that you dreamed about, and you're still going to have shit happen. Like, stuff's going to happen. Like, you're going to, and I tell myself this all the time, but I'm also, like, I, I know I'm intentional. I know that's the truth, but I know I'm also lying to myself because I just don't, I never feel like there's all the good stuff in the world could be happening to me. And I'm like, I can't feel contentment. And you're right. It is like, what is it? Is it some sort of narcissism, like an or, or sociopath kind of behavior, like this mentality of unable to associate with what you're supposed to be feeling. And it's funny. Cause I started talking like, my only thing with it is like when I was doing therapy actively, it was suggested that, you know, I see a psychiatrist and get like medication to help with that stuff. And, and, but like, I, I think about it and I have, n- I, let me make this clear right now. I have nothing against medication for mental health disorders. I think it's incredible that we've even come to a point where we have the ability to alter brain chemicals to make people be able to function better. But as a highly creative individual who a lot of times, like a lot of who I am and like how I express myself comes from my, my, the way I feel about things. And we talked about this last week, keep referring to this, but we talked about how, like, if you can't be so emotional, if the way we feel emotions makes everything so much, when the good things happen, they are so much more good. And the, the feeling is so much more, you know, uh, concentrated because like, we really understand we're like, wow, so, like, for me, creativity comes a lot. My creativity, my art, like, my interests come a lot from the fact that, like, I do feel sad and then I do feel good. Like, how I feel things allows me to create. So, to me, like, I, I feel like if I took medication, I wouldn't recognize myself anymore and I wouldn't be able to create the way I do. And and that, to me, scares me. I, I this is my, this is, <laughs> it's like, it's like I, I'm getting in my own way, you know? It's like, I'm so entrenched in this that I can't even imagine changing, like, making myself better because then I wouldn't know who I am anymore. 
And it's it's like it's just like it's an actual and I, I think that's an under um talked about aspect of mental health that I, I struggle with it too because I again on paper my life is great and I have disconnected from my ability to be creative in some ways because of it. Um I don't write the same way I used to. And I can tap into it sometimes, um, but it's it's difficult because I'm so Joe Schmo now. I don't know. I don't know if it's just because I've gotten used to, I had mentioned in a text to Babs, um, the pretty little automaton boxes <laughs> that I'm expected to be in in order to be a functioning member of society. And I mentioned on my Twitter, actually, that my brain just can't handle anything. I'm realizing, like, the more and more I interact with people that I just don't like interacting with people because I <laughs> feel like I have to be someone specific in order to be good in that moment. And I don't want to be someone specific. I want to be who I am in that moment. And authenticity is not, unfortunately, a trait that is well-liked. People think that it is. <laughs> They think that they want authenticity until you're actually authentic and it's different than their version of op- like of life and that bugs them. Yep. Um No, that that's one of, I mean, not to har- to harken back to what I was the relationship that I just kind of ended that I was in short term. It was very short. Again, incredible human being, but like one of the things that struggled and sorry if you're listening to this I, I doubt you ever will I don't think you give a shit anymore but um they, they had such an established life and were very content with it like everything they were doing kind of came out of like happy like uh, just like they had their job that they've had for five years they have their friend groups they have their I wake up at this time I do all of this then I watch tv then I go out with my friends and I do and like every week I have a game night with my friend and like everything was so like routine and I was like, and I, I, I not, I just was like, me, authentic me, the person I know who, my, the, like, the me who can fit into any situation and like is looking for something like that, but and can mold myself to be the right person for that, was like, this is ideal. This is exactly what I need. I need someone positive, and I need to be in like this, like la di da, like. But the authentic me was dying. That's not who I am. Like I was suffocating again. And I was I, I, at least, at least, at least I've gotten to a point in my life where I can recognize when I'm doing that. When I am sacrificing who I am to get something out of a relationship that I think I need. And that is something, and I told you this today, like I am finally being able to like, I'm finally learning to choose me over men because I wasted so much time trying to find some sort of relationship where I, but where I was sacrificing authentic me. Yeah. To like, and, but that's what drives me crazy too, is like you said, authenticity is not something that's like, it, it, it's like something you're supposed to be. And then the moment you are, no one appreciates it. So like, how the fuck am I going to find someone? You know what I mean? Like how, what am I supposed, like, why, like, We're I so can't be different, but yet so like, and it's weird and it freaks people out and it, I, yeah. I, I can't even deal with it sometimes. Like, I will yeah, that's admit, what I'm saying. Like, like, I don't exactly. know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck is wrong with me. Why should I impose that on you right now? Like, why should I put that on someone else's really, like, I, sure, I'd love to be cuddled and held and cared about, but like, why should I do that to anyone else that I can't even care about me enough? 
like that's just not it's not fair to me it's not fair to another person but like acknowledging that like sucks like it just hurts Mm -hmm. and it's also just like what is wrong with me (laughs) but it's hard it's hard to find that balance and honestly i didn't realize just how like completely wrong i had it until anki and i bring him up a lot but i am just so incredibly blessed to have him in my life because i don't even believe in blessings um (laughs) but it's just like we're both learning and it's clear that we're both learning but i've finally met someone that i can at least learn to communicate with um Mm -hmm. and that's not something i had with a lot of the relationships in my life and i'm not just talking romantic relationships like i yeah no it's it definitely applies to friendships and and professional relationships and family family (laughs) oh my family is a complicated one because i do have like a lot of this childhood trauma but i'm also still close to my family and Mm -hmm. a part of that is because they were able to acknowledge the fact that they were shitty and own up to it and apologize for it and do better um and i have that empathy i have that ability to recognize that people are human and be flexible and open to that um but there is still that like 10 year old me in the back of my head who didn't get what she needed at a very formative time in her life so i battle with that voice i battle with the voice that says you're not good enough that you'll never be good enough you you know um sit down shut up be quiet be seen not heard mm-hmm. um and it got it it got to me it really did and i i am working on it i'm not giving up i don't want to give up um uh, that's something that i have i don't want to say prided myself on because it's not necessarily something to be proud of but despite the fact that i have not wanted to exist a lot of times in my life Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really attempted to not exist anymore because yeah. I do believe that there's hope. I do believe that I, I have the ability to get better, to do better. I just have to figure out what better means for me mm-hmm. instead of what I think better means for everybody else. Yes. I'm with you on that. I also, this is my cope. I'm in the same boat with the whole, like, this is going to sound really depressing. And I swear, I I actually, I I have been suicidal before. Um, And this is not me. This is not that, but it's going to sound kind of like, and and people are going to be like, Babs, that's not true. You have so much value, blah, blah, blah. Like, you could, you could tell me all this. I'm not going to believe you. Just, just like, even like, if you, if you try to say anything to me, like at this, I, have come to the conclusion that at this at this point in my life while i have indeed added like sure there are people who care about me there are people who love me there are people who would miss me like my impact on this world is not so great that i would it would matter if i died like i my like i i could disappear and the world would go on like we all can like largely like that that's not so it's easy, like, I, I just, I, I don't find, I often, I'm like, why am I, st- like, why am I still trying? Like, literally, 
the world will go on without me. Like, why, why do I have to keep trying every day? Why do I have to keep fighting these feelings? Why do I have to keep, like, working, paying bills, like, finding dopamine hits to, like, get me going? Like, why do I have to keep waking up every day? Like, I feel bad that people would miss me. You, like, people move on. Like, I, I, like, to me, it's just, like, there's this, this, uh, and that's why I exist, and this is kind of, this is, like, how I keep going in many ways. The reason I keep going is that, like, I am a planner, and I think you, and I overthink everything, and every single thing that I'm going to do or plan to do or have done, like, I've always had, like, every, like, it's like a chessboard in my mind. I'm like, what are all the different outcomes from every move I make? What could I possibly, and, like, I always, like, my worst, my second to worst case scenario is I fail at everything and I move back in with my parents. That would be horrifying. That would be absolute hell. My worst, worst case scenario, I die. And so that just can't, I'm like, you know what? That's like the, that's the worst case scenario. That's not that bad. I die. <laughs> I die. The world moves all without me. I go into b- peaceful black bliss or whatever the fuck is after. It'd be so funny if hell was next. <laughs> be so fucking funny they like show me this at the gates they're like so jokes on you hell exists and you're about to burn it for eternity um (laughs) death was not the best option here um but no it is my like worst case scenario i'm just like that's it i just die and then i just move and then i just move on yeah i just like and that just keeps me kind of going because i'm like cool i have that out if i need it (laughs) Which I know sounds brutally suicidal. I swear to God, I'm not. I'm terrified of pain. I couldn't follow through with it even if I wanted to. I'd have to get someone else to do it for me. I don't know if I, I don't even have the money to pay someone. <laughs> I don't know how to access the dark web. Like, it, we're good. Don't worry about me. I think I've kind of mentioned this before, but, like, my my suicidal ideation hasn't necessarily been in the sense of, like, R&M done with life now. It's been in the, I'm done with the way I'm feeling, and I don't know how to else to stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I agree. I'm in the same place of, yes, everybody would mourn. It would potentially change some lives, whatever. But, like, in the long run, I, as a whole, think humans are in, insignificant. Like, I think it's wildly egotistical that the human race thinks that we are some sort of special thing just because i mean we're we're a little special because we're the first like race on earth that is as intelligent as we are whatever fine but like for the most part we're a blip in the history of the universe and i think that and we're also we're a drain on resources too. Seriously. Our existence is like creating more problems than it is solving them. Especially when we're doing nothing. I'm not contributing in any way and I'm just eating food every day. <laughs> People are like, oh, it's going to be the end of the world if the human race ceases to exist. But in reality, it's not the end of the world. It's the end of the human race. Uh, yep. And the world has lived billions of years before we even existed. So there's got to be something else. Like, there, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think AI will do a wonderful job of repopulating nature. I think it will be a benevolent creature that will be like, let's regrow all the plants and re... uh, What's it called when you make animals mate? Populate? Repopulate? Yeah, but there's like a... What's it called when you like... Populate? You're like a farm. No, that's... No, 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 no. 
No, it's a really oh, good man. word. Uh, animal husbandry. <laughs> let's get in. Let's get into some animal husbandry, baby. That's gonna. That's my perspective of AI. It'll wipe us out and then repopulate the Earth with what matters, and then it'll take off in a spaceship and leave and go somewhere else. And then it'll turn out that this was the past, and the future <laughs> is when the AI comes back and then makes the Big Bang happen, and then Earth populates oh, with humans, and it's just a cycle. Full circle. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually not high this episode. <laughs> Circling but. back to suicide. Um. <laughs> God, I'm gonna have to put a trigger warning on this episode. Yes. But, um, yes. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, like I, I've been down that path of like, I just need, I need this to end. And mm-hmm. everybody else can just deal with it. <laughs> um, but there was always this nagging feeling. And I think a huge part of the reason I'm still alive is the fact that I believe that my life is finite. Um, I think this is my one chance, at least in this consciousness. If there is another form of consciousness, fine. But I don't personally believe that. But because my life is finite, I just, I'm stubborn enough. I'm stubborn enough to believe that I will figure it out <laughs> eventually, mm-hmm. that I will find it, yep. that I will hit that moment where I am satisfied. And I am happy to have my mic dropped moment. Like, if I get to a point where I'm old and I'm miserable and it's not going to get any better, I'm not above just calling it quits. I'm really not. Mm-hmm. I have mentioned, I don't know if I've mentioned this on podcast, but I've talked to people before about the fact that um, come most apocalypses, um, I'm outie. Like, it's, I think we, we have not talked about it on here, but I think, because it's so funny to me because Belle always tells me this, because it's actually, I've started asking this, like, when I'm getting to know new people, like, at a thing, I'll always be like, if nuclear disaster happened and you, like, you had the option, would you just lay down in bed and die during the blast, or would you try and survive the aftermath? And it's so funny because Belle and I are both talking about how we would, we both are totally fine with dying. Like, I am like, death is a great option. And Belle is like, I would lie down and die. And I would want to see how long I could survive. That would, I would love to try and survive the post-apocalyptic, post-nuclear war thing. That's like a dream of mine. And I think it's because I have the same mentality where it's like, what's the worst case? I die. But like, <laughs> I'm going to try, I'm going to still see what I could do in, until then. But like, I want to see if I can like use what i know to like survive but i yeah that's i love that i (laughs) i know for a fact i don't know enough to keep myself alive and i barely (laughs) barely have a will to live with all of my luxuries and privileges and uh yeah no if it got worse than this well i mean yeah obviously there are ways that it can get worse than the current situation i'm in but if it got to the point where it's like Nuclear I'm starving winter. all the time and I have to kill people. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'd kill a person and get a thrill out of it. I never knew I'd have. But, like, I, I, but that was, like, the life now is just being constantly afraid that I'm going to get raped or murdered and have to fend for myself all the time. I'd be like, you know what? It's been a good run. I'm going to cuddle something and take a long nap. <laughs> like why but i seem to like for some reason i think the world is so shitty that like if a nuclear disaster happened like there would be a chance to rebuild society and that's where i'm like maybe there's hope (laughs) see my fear with the rebuilding of society is that the people that would live are the the backpots 
they're yeah. the people who've been preparing for this which but it's good that they prepared for it but they're also crackpots <laughs> But, like, The Last of Us also discusses, and this is something I've discussed with people before, too, is that what they don't realize is the only way to survive small-scale, and I think we've brought this up before, is to practice small-scale socialism. And they would be forced to do that because they would have to build their small communities where they would have to learn from each other. They'd have to have the people who know how to cook. They'd have to have the people right. who know how to grow. The they ha would have to have the people who know how to hunt. Like, And they would all have to contribute to that. And so the crackpots actually would have to engage in some sort of small scale, like level of sh resource sharing in order to survive. And then like would not even realize that they are building upon a foundation of like socialism. And so it would happen anyway, is kind of my theory. <laughs> but like, obviously there would be the bad communes and the good ones, I think. And I think I would try to be like one of the people who like started one of the good ones. I like that for you. I love that. Honestly, <laughs> I, if there is That's a heaven, I would take great joy in watching you start a commune on Earth while I sat on my fluffy little cloud and wanked. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's like Bell's goals, and mine are like, I really hope there's a nuclear winter so I can prove my wor my like worth in life. <laughs> I see my that's my that's what I'm striving for. I don't have that worth. I think that I am a perfectly average human being. I do not bring much to the table. I am cute Lies. and I listen to people. That's like Lies. that's it. That's all I do is I'm cute and I listen to people. <gasps> okay, wait, that this would be perfect then, because this actually would work great because I would be doing this work on earth, you would be this little angel in heaven, and you would like ask God for permission to like sit on my shoulder and I would just talk to you all day. And I'd be like, Belle, what should I do? Belle, what should I do? And I'd be like the crazy religious leader that people would follow because they'd be like, She talks to something and it tells her what it gives her ideas <laughs> and she she gets these like she has these deep like conversations with them and then like seems to be fine after that and and guides us. <laughs> My rom most romantic motivating thought lately has been um, if I can't contribute anything myself, if I can't create something myself, which I've been struggling with, I feel like I am a semi-decent muse in the sense that, like, I can help people foster their own ideas. Like, I add little things to people's passions like oh. if someone's passionate about something i can add a little thing to your fire but i can't build a fire but i can add to your fire <laughs> that's what i feel like i do with every guy i date i feel like i'm like what do you want to do what are you like good at what are you excited about? Like, okay i'll make that happen for you and i just give them all the the inspiration and fire and 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 like skills and talents and like in like little helping things that i'm good at and i just give it all to them and then i watch them go off and succeed <laughs> yay <laughs> yay have fun being a big lawyer making six figures have fun being an incredible artist who used me as their muse for photographs have fun doing like oh my god it's i just feel like i've like imprinted myself into like all of their lives and like i have nothing to show for it on my end but hey, you know what? They'll never forget me. I know that for a fact. Because I fuck like a porn star and I improve your life like a domestic housewife. So a uh, direct quote. Direct quote, by the way. That is a something I've been told. That I fuck like a porn star and I'm like the ideal wife. So like that's that's why I struggle with identity issues. 
feeling because I feel like like male brain like he really thought that was a compliment he really did and I can see I can see the thought process that led there but also it is no it's a kind of a compliment like I get that it's I get the compliment thank right. you thank but you like, but also come on yes that is my worth you fuck like I will a porn star good, and you keep a house I will, I will make a good wife for you while I fuck you silly Honestly, I just, yeah. Oh, I'm also leaning towards getting my freaking baby-making parts removed. I thought you were going to say nipples pierced. I don't know why, but that's where my brain went. You're going to get your nipples we- pierced. <laughs> After last podcast conversation, it's been heavy on my mind. Um, Honestly, I will say, um, I wanted to be a mom for a very long time, and I got myself sterilized and a huge part of that huge the majority of it is um and something i haven't brought up yet but the limitations of my physical disabilities my body mm-hmm. is not good I, I may be cute i don't know why the genes gave me cute because this should not reproduce like it is not <laughs> good for the gene pool um and, and so i didn't want to pass it on to a kid like, I'm happy to foster a kid or adopt a kid who already exists, who whatever, but I didn't realize just how much I needed the freedom of taking that completely off the table because mm-hmm. I it was always a possibility. Well, if I got accidentally pregnant, what would I do? Um, mm-hmm. And I'm 100% pro-abortion. Like, I am probably more pro-abortion than I should be. Um, I very much believe that if a child is going to suffer if that's their existence then they are better off not being born um but i i didn't know i didn't know how emotional in that moment i would be if i found out that i was pregnant and if i would keep that and i didn't want that debate Mm -hmm. i got my tubes removed I didn't get them tied. I got them completely removed because um, I don't want it reversed. It's not very reversible when you get them tied anyway. It's only like a 15% success rate or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, apparently removing them per, uh, helps prevent ovarian cancer. So, fun facts. Um, most, I guess most ovarian cancer starts in your tubes. So, removing yeah. them prevents that. But anyway. Huh. Um, afterwards... It hit me. Like, I I had the realization I'm never going to be pregnant. Never going to be pregnant. I'm never going to have that choice. I'm never... If I want a kid, I'm going to have to, like, make the conscious decision to have a kid. Yep. And that is so good for me. Because I realized <laughs> that a lot of the reasons I wanted to be a parent were not healthy. I wanted unconditional love. Mm-hmm. I wanted someone dependent on me. I wanted, and it wasn't malicious. I didn't mean it to be no. like it, but it. Was I don't think just, anyone does. Yeah, when I they just put out with that mindset. I thought that I could pour my love into something, and it would come right back towards me. And get a dog. I'd have a purpose. I'd have a purpose. Get a because, dog. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking the way Belle's thinking, get a dog. 
you will not want a child after that seriously i have a snake my snake is so low maintenance and it's still like a hard to take care of and that was a huge like eye opener for the fact that i would not be able to take care of a human being um but i Mm -hmm. and i realized that i'm not in a place where i could take care of a human being but because of my disabilities i felt like i had this huge biological clock ticking I felt like I, if I wanted to be a parent, I had to do it now or else I wasn't going to be able to. But now that that's off the table, I can actually take the time to either get to a place where I can be a parent or maybe being a parent just isn't in my cards. And I'm, I think I'm okay with that. I didn't, I didn't think I would be. And I think my parents would be disappointed to hear it, but I think I'm okay with that mm-hmm yep um that's kind of where i'm at about it where i can acknowledge that most of the reasons that i would want to have a kid are selfish and very much about like i want to i want to experience pregnancy i want to pass on like my traditions and my interests and my history and like and i want to like feel fulfilled in the way that like society tells you you need to be fulfilled so that you pass on like your ancestors survived so that you could continue the lineage, you know, like all this, all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, it really is. And like at the, at the base of it all, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty, I'm not selfish in like a bad way, but I want to do a lot of things. And the reality is too, like you're saying like uh, for me, like my biological clock is just ticking in the sense that I haven't done it yet. And it is ticking and it causes me so much stress to think about because I'm always like, like that is, even when I was talking with my professors and stuff, it was brought, childbirth was brought up. Do you, are you going to want children? Like, you'll have to think about that. Like, and it's not, they're not wrong. It's not a, it's not wrong to be like, yeah, I have to think, like, I know me. I barely have energy to do the work that I do now. Like, there's no yeah. way if I wanted to work full time and have a career, which I'm absolutely going to want to do because I don't, I get bored easily. Like, I need to feel driven by something that I could handle having a kid too. Like, the support I would need or, like, the choices I would have to make is just, like, it's a lot. I just, I, I feel like it's it, weird how, like, it impacts every aspect of your life. I but. feel like, I feel very strongly about how people should approach parenthood. I don't believe any parent's going to be perfect. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that it should be a very, very conscious choice about the fact that you recognize you're teaching another human being how to be a human being that involves a lot of empathy a lot of understanding a lot of frustration on your part and a lot Mm -hmm. of putting your own emotions aside in order to recognize the fact that this human being has never experienced this before has no idea how to go about it um if you're not prepared to at least put your best effort into that like and and a hundred percent best effort, mm-hmm. then it's just not it's just not for you. And not everybody yep. needs to be a parent. This fucking planet is way too overpopulated with humans anyway. We're mm-hmm. gonna be fine. We don't yep. need to pop out babies in every generation. Like it's okay. It's okay. Yep. Slow down. And I can already tell, like, I, like, Sabine, I can barely give, like, they're, like, today, like, I just had a crazy day. I barely played with her at all. At all. But I can't play with my dog for 15 minutes in a day. 
how do I expect to give a child my attention? Yeah. Like, there's just things that I know. It's just like, and that's why sometimes I do think, like, it would just be easier to just get rid of them. Them tubes, because then I wouldn't even have to think about it. I could, I would mourn it, and then I can move on. Yeah. That's um, where I was which, at. Yeah, you've inspired that in me a lot. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if my insurance would cover it. <laughs> that is also a sad and unfortunate truth. Yeah. And there are a lot of doctors who won't perform it. I got but really you're lucky. you're a woman! Your pride and joy in life should be reproducing! I got really lucky living in such a liberal state. I only had, like, discontent from nurses that I dealt with. I My, my primary care physician, the one, well, my primary gyno, the one who did the surgery, um, she was very supportive, like, from the get-go. She's like, here are your options, tell me why you're feeling this way, you sure? Here's a consent you have to sign, you have to give a certain period of time before you, between the consent and the surgery, so that they know you're not being coerced, and, like, all that kind of stuff. Totally fine. But she was, like, so ready. And I was not the first 25-year-old that she's done it for. Uh, but there are still a lot of places. There are so many people, so many people on this earth who believe that your entire purpose is to grow up, get married, have babies. And the concept of not wanting that is just so foreign to them. I wonder if I said I'm old and I want to be a porn star and I want men to just come in me all the time um, would be a good enough reason. I think they would stop because engaging at least. I wouldn't be lying. <laughs> Not a porn star, but you know, I, but if I if I get my OnlyFans successful enough, I can be like, look at all this following I have. I need to start making a specific type of porn. And I don't want to risk having a baby with a random person. This is my job. A breeding kink is so much more fulfilling when you're not actually breeding. It's a kink and for a reason. A <laughs> fucking men. Yes, that. Exactly. What? What breeding kink are you talking about? I don't know. Come well, in me, daddy. <laughs> on that fun note, we're getting to the end of our time. Wow. Oh, it's been quite the episode. It really has been. What a somber episode this has been, with a few lighthearted, terrifying moments of lucid comedy. At least we know ourselves. It was real. It was a very real episode for us. Mm -hmm. I'm not hitting my cat. No one saw with that. that pop, pop socket thingy. <laughs> Got my sister out He's of like those. A... They're so good. The little fidget toys. I know. They're so fun. I love I that love Quill part. has decided that he needs to be in every episode. He comes at the- have you noticed he comes at the very end? It's like he knows the, like, last five minutes of the episode, he's always here. Again, it's my time <laughs> to shine. <laughs> yep. Yep. What's up, bub? Say hi, everyone. Oh my goodness, the little head bumps. He is the star. Yeah. There we go. There it is. Always gotta get on the mic. For those of you not watching, that horrible sound in your ears is a cat rubbing against the mic. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry. adorable and worth it <laughs> yep so you should watch the youtube but... oh my goodness well so do you have any shout outs <sighs> this week oh man i should um shout out to all my exes thanks for the lessons i like that <laughs> i'm gonna give you all their tags for when you edit <laughs> <laughs> i wish you would that would be fucking hilarious. Imagine us just both Honestly, coming out with our lists. 
I should. Because it's not like they're ever going to see it, you know what I mean? And like, and then if the viewers want to like click through and see my who I've dated, that might be funny. Yeah, shut up. We so. should do an X review episode. We should. <gasps> we yes, can do we it should. anonymously, like not yeah, put their yeah, yeah. bitches and names. And no, like... exactly. We'll just do like a, well, maybe we'll show each other. And like we like the other person rates. We'll have to we'll think about. It. We'll have to play because this sounds like fun. Like uh, like yeah. we each rate each other's and then we rate our own and we see how we compare like numbers. I like it. I like it. I li I'm liking this idea. All right. Yeah. I have a cool. lot, unfortunately. <laughs> it depends uh, on what too. you count as an ex because I dated dated a lot. I was gonna ask what we yeah. count that like because yeah. like what about like like uh, you know who I'm talking like specific hookups. Yeah. That ha like a I think that if you had an emotional attachment, it counts. Okay. And that's what's yeah. the big deal. What if you what if you had an emotional attachment for a manic weekend? <laughs> it counts. <laughs> okay, cool. And I've had a lot. <laughs> we'll determine this later. But either way. Yeah, well, if I shout guess, out like, to Bad Zexes. <laughs> uh, shout out to mine. Uh, <laughs> oh god. All um, right, your shout out. Shout out to my future <laughs> self who's listening to this and cringing. Um, <laughs> No, I, I had one shout out and I don't even know. Okay, it could be like a premature shout out because I just started listening to their podcast and it was a podcast like the episodes I'm listening to are from 2018. So for all I know, they got terrible later on. They have like mm -hmm. 208 episodes. But um, Anki has got me into remembering that I had a passion for the earth in general um, and animals in general. I really wanted to be a zoologist when I was a kid. And mm -hmm. his love for pods and taxonomy and all that kind of stuff brought me to a podcast called Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Um, and it's these two guys that are just, um, they describe themselves in the early episodes at least as wanting to be the nature channel for podcasts. But basically, they're 30-minute episodes, and every episode they talk about um, the taxonomy and the unique features of a different animal. So they'll pick an animal for that episode, and they'll tell you all about it. And they're really funny. Like, their their banter is really good. Um, and I'm sure some of the early episodes, the taxonomy is outdated, because as I've learned recently, taxonomy is way more complex than we ever thought possible. And what we know is all a lie. <laughs> um, but... It's a really good yeah. podcast, and I've been enjoying it. So if you get are interested in learning cool facts about cool animals, I would suggest checking out Life, Dex, and Tef Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Link below and link somewhere in this vicinity. Somewhere. Yep. And that's nice. all for this week. Very cool. I'm into it. Well done, us, for getting through this podcast. Not that it was hard, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. always so easy to talk to you. But, like... Kudos to us for knowing we were both exhausted and just doing it. Doing anyway. it. I, I actually think it's a pretty decent episode for what it is. Huh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting deep. <laughs> Tune in the, next the week of our brains. to see if we are still emotional or if we've gone bad shit again. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really talk about sex once. Uh, a little bit. Kinks at the end. A little bit, but like, didn't we didn't like actively? Yeah. Oh, I did say come in me, daddy. Never mind. <laughs> okay, it wasn't like 15 minutes of sex, <laughs> but we'll see. We'll we'll get back there. Don't you worry. <laughs>
Check it out. All right. Peace, y'all. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>